Welcome to Madcasters with our special guest Alethea as we delve into the mind of an entrepreneur and how becoming a vegan changed her life. You have just tuned in to the difference makers of a new generation. If you want to learn how to make a difference in your life, if you want the skills in order for you to impact your communities, Madcasters is your podcast. I invite you to get ready because this is the launch pad for you to go mad. What's going on, everyone? It's your host, Brian St. Louis, BSL, and we're here with another episode of Madcasters where we learn how to make a difference. I believe that the only way to effectively impact our world is to first progressively change the way that we see ourselves. That mindset transformation will launch us to enhance our holistic lifestyle and subsequently impact the world. So here you will get the necessary tips, stories, and inspiration to learn how to make a difference in your life and in turn, impact the world. Be sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast. We're basically everywhere from Apple, iTunes, Google, and if you would like to support this channel even more, you can become a Patreon supporter. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Madcasters. And you can choose whichever tier you would like to help support this channel even more. The more supporters we get in this realm equates to more episodes launched every week. And so if you see value in what we're doing in Madcasters, become a Patreon supporter. Thank you to all those who are currently supporting and to those who will be supporters. With us today, we have our special guest, Alethea Tadaro. And if I had to sum up the concept of what I see about Alethea, I think she pretty much takes up what we talk about here on Madcasters about being the change in order for you to see the change. The, the way that she has been changing her life and what she's been doing has exponentially not only been a benefit to her, but also to people around her. And so, Alethea, thank you so much for coming on to our show. And, and I'm really excited for us to delve into this concept of entrepreneurship and understanding from your viewpoint what it takes the mindset that it takes and and what we need to learn in order for us to get to that place but before we get into that why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are your background just tell us about alethea okay thank you for having me um i'm alethea as you just said i live in florida i am a full-time entrepreneur and um, I got to being a full-time entrepreneur because I was sick of clocking into somebody's clock. And I said that there had to be a better way to make money. And I was taught my whole life that you were supposed to live to a certain standard. You were supposed to go to school. You're supposed to get education. You're supposed to go to college. And I'm not knocking any of this. Mm-hmm. Um and then you were supposed to work and then you were supposed to pay bills and then you live your life. And I never felt comfortable doing any of that. Uh-huh. It just never felt like me. And for years I had amazing jobs. I went to college. I did hotel marketing and management um, for 10 plus years and I was amazing at it. I ventured into social media for hotel marketing and I worked for a bunch of amazing um, hotel properties but I was miserable and I felt like that wasn't my purpose. My purpose wasn't to be on somebody else's time. And I also had a passion to help people. And I'm a strong believer. in if you know something, you need to let other people know, don't hold on to information, especially if you know it can help somebody. So I started, um, I started wanting to be healthier. 
and I gained a lot of weight (laughs) and, um, I realized that I needed to lose it and that I needed to be a healthy person. I was, how long ago was this by the way? Uh, this was gosh, maybe eight years ago. Okay. Yeah. Eight years ago. So all my life I've been a slim person. Um, weight Mm -hmm. wasn't really like a struggle for me. I had my daughter when I was 18. And even after that happened, I, you know, after I had her, people didn't even believe that I had a baby and I was in the hospital. They thought I was visiting somebody. (laughs) So weight was never a problem for me. Um, I'm originally from New York. And when I moved from New York to Florida, I got introduced to a lot of different foods that I wasn't used to eating. So I used to eat McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Burger King, Wendy's, junk food. I drank soda. I just, all the toxic, unhealthy lifestyle traits. I, Mm. I lived that for many years. And then when I moved to Florida, I started eating ribs and fried chicken and all of these things that I wasn't accustomed to eating and weight, you know, slowly added on to my body. And I, you know, I came to a point that I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I saw a picture of myself and I'm like, whoa, that's not me. That's, that can't be me. So I decided that I needed to lose weight. So I got very much into healthy cooking. Now I've known how to cook, um, since I was 18 when I had my daughter, because I, I knew that when I had her, I wanted her to be able to eat things that weren't like Gerber in the store. Like I wanted her to have fresh food. Um, so I was like, okay, you gotta learn how to cook so you could take care of this kid. But it wasn't like I was like some professionally trained, taught cook or chef. Um, a lot of people think that I actually was, uh, that wasn't the case. So I learned how to start cooking healthy and I learned what actually healthy was because a lot of people don't even understand what healthy is. They understand the word diet and Mm. diet and being healthy are two different things. Diet is a restriction and I don't believe in restrictions. Healthy Mm. is finding balance in eating natural food sources and less processed food and not overeating. It's so simple, but people make it difficult. So I got very into learning how to cook, learning how to go grocery shopping and helping myself. I lost 60 pounds by myself. And then I was like, Whoa. 60 pounds. Yeah, by myself. <laughs> At home, I did workout videos. I didn't even have a gym membership. <laughs> How long did that process take? Um, I think about eight months it took me of just wow. persistence and, yeah, just diligence, you know. And it was exciting because I was like my own experiment. Yeah. So at that point, I realized that eating healthy was actually fun. It mm-hmm. wasn't like I wasn't eating um like baked chicken and like things that you, you think people are eating. Like I was eating casseroles. I was eating so many things. So I realized that it was fun. It was delicious. And it was realistic. Like it was a realistic way that people could eat, uh, eat and live and still enjoy their life. So after that, people started, uh, asking me, Oh my God, what'd you do? What are you eating? How are you losing weight? This, that, and the third. So I started sharing information about that on Facebook in this mm-hmm. same time. I noticed that uh, chicken was making me really sick. And I started Mm. to research more of the food industry and where our food was coming from and how we were getting our food and what actually we're eating. And I started uh, becoming very fascinating with this. And in 2016, I told myself that I was going to do a seven-day vegan challenge. I didn't Mm. even know what vegan meant. 
I had I thought vegan and vegetarian was the same thing. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I thought like <laughs> I, I thought veganism was for like hippie people who did yoga. Like I don't even yeah, I had yeah. no idea. I knew nothing about it. I just knew that they didn't eat meat. So I was like, okay, whatever. And I kept hearing the word being thrown around. So I was like, let's try this for seven days. I went on Google. I found like uh, like a few recipes Mm. and I never watched like a vegan documentary or anything like that. I just knew that the food industry was not what I thought it was. And I Mm. knew that uh, chicken was making me sick. I haven't eaten red meat for maybe 15, 16 years. So I cut that out a long time ago. Yeah. So there was always something in my mind telling me like, this isn't for me. Like, mm. you know, I'm Caribbean, um, Jamaican. I grew up in a Jamaican household and we see oxtail and curry goat and all these things. And when I realized that we were eating a tail of a cow, I was just like, whoa, like, this is weird. Why am I eating this? And that was at a young age. So yeah. I cut out um, red meat a long time ago. But like I said, you know, chicken was my last thing and it was making me feel away. So seven days, I tried all these random vegan recipes and I was like, this is actually kind of delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So on day seven, I was like, there is no way on God's green earth that I will go back to eating meat. Like I can't, I can't, I feel amazing. I'm, and at that time I was very heavy into fitness. I was working out and I didn't die. So I was like, this is, this is cool. Like I'm alive. I'm not hungry. Like I like it. And you lost 60 pounds prior, having, to. prior to having yeah, eaten food. But then exactly. now, in seven days, you felt that much better. From I, yeah, I felt real. amazing. And I was just like, no, this can't be. So then after that, I started watching the documentaries. And I was just like, okay, now I know way too much. So there's no <laughs> way. <laughs> there's no way I can go backwards. Um, at this time in my life, in 2016, veganism was not very popular. Actually, people thought I was weird for doing mm-hmm. it. And it's just funny, like, looking back, people are like, oh, you're not going to stick with that. That's weird. But I've always, like, like I said, I've never um, felt comfortable being, like, in the norm of society. I've always mm-hmm. been, like, an outside-of-the-box person. So if someone thought it was weird, it would, like, make me want to do it more. So um, at that time, it wasn't a lot of options of food to eat. That's true. It was very hard to go out and eat at restaurants. And I didn't know anybody that ate like that. Mm. So I was like, I know all this information. I have nobody to talk to. Let me start a Instagram page and make food. I had no idea what I was making, but I just knew that I needed to find a community of like-minded people and share this journey. So I started my Instagram um, and I started posting pictures. And I realized that I was like really good at making (laughs) vegan food. Again, I wasn't trained, had no idea, but I started like making stuff up and it would actually come out looking pretty. So I taught myself food photography and I started Mm -hmm. taking, like I got a Canon camera. I started taking actual pictures of food and posting it and larger Instagram pages started sharing my stuff. It was insane. At the same time, I also started a YouTube channel. So I was making videos and I was doing Instagram and I would post my pictures onto Facebook where I knew more local people in my area. One day, this lady on Facebook contacted me and she was like, I'm sick of seeing you post your food. I'm never going to make it. I don't know how to. I don't want to watch your videos. Just make me something. And I I was like, what? 
something. <laughs> um, at this point in my life, I never cooked for anybody more than my child and yeah. my very immediate family. I mean, there's still people in my family who to this day have never had my food. So yeah. cooking for people wasn't a thing that I was even comfortable with doing. You know, I like my food just like I'm sure anybody who cooks enjoys their food, but right. having outside people enjoy it is something different. So I was like, you know what? I'm making all these videos. And I always have leftovers. So whatever I have left from the next video I do, you're welcome to have it. Well, she comes over my house. She takes the leftovers and she goes about her business. I didn't and think you knew this thing. person. Yeah, I, I knew. Oh, her. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stranger. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I knew her. She wasn't like some random lady. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's Facebook. That's true. That's Facebook. Most yeah. of them. No, I did know her. I did know her. So after I gave her the leftovers, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't even think that we'd talk about it again. You know, I just figured I got her off my back. I didn't have to hear about sharing my food. Yeah. She messages me the next day and she's like, so what are you making today? And I'm like, what? She's like, I want some more food. What are you making? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I made like a salad jar or something. So I was like, oh, you could have one of these, I guess, or whatever. Okay. She goes on Facebook and she posts a picture of the food that I made. And she's like, mm. this girl makes this food. And I don't know what it is, but it's not meat. And it is amazing. And this is a heavy meat eater, yeah. this, this lady. So she does that. And um, someone contacts me the next day. And they're like, how do I get food from you? And I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean how do you get food from me? They're like, we want to buy food from you. And I'm like... Okay. Um, so I like, you know, the marketing business aspect of me like kicks in and I'm like, okay, uh, come by my house and I'm going to make this and pay me this amount of money. I'll never forget the first time someone paid me money and I gave them food and I was like, is this real? Like what? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And at that moment I knew that I was onto something. That lady goes on Facebook. She posts my food. The next day I had about 25 women in my inbox and they're wow. like, mm -hmm. they're like, how do we get what you're doing? And at that point I was like, okay, um, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I'll cook for you guys. And I created a menu. I figured out how to legally sell food um, in the state of Florida and I got certified and all that stuff. And I was like, I got a menu every week. Let's do it. And again, this was now this was into 2017. So I used to cook every day for people and sell them food. And it was insane. No one knew anything about vegan. They didn't even question me. They just knew that it was healthy and that it looked good and that it tastes good. And still in my mind, I'm like, whoa, people are eating my food. I have like this thing. I don't even understand it yet, but it's making people happy. And it's making them feel healthy. People started to tell me that I was the cause of them changing the way that they ate or them going and working out with a personal trainer or going to the gym or starting to walk. And it's just, I was getting all this amazing feedback and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Like I have to do this. So fast forward now to here and I have my business plan style and I am a personal private chef. <laughs> and it still is insane to me that this is what I do. And that every time I give someone food and they 
give me money for it. They enjoy it. And not only do they enjoy it, but they continue to come back. Like it doesn't feel very real to me. And it's insane. And people have lost weight from just eating my food. Again, like I said, people have changed the way that they ate because they were introduced to a way of eating. And 90% of the people who purchase food for me are not vegan. They're not plant-based. And I assure you that most of them still don't even understand what that means. They just, (laughs) I promise you, based on the conversations I have with them, I promise you. And it's okay. I don't even care. It's just the fact that I know that I'm putting something good into their body versus them going through a drive-thru or even some of these restaurants. They're full of preservatives. They're full of artificial stuff that people shouldn't be digesting into their body. And I cook strictly food from the earth and people like it. So, yeah. And here we are now. So... I just got to say, first of all, there's a, there's a few things I want to say, but <laughs> first of all, um, before, before anyone knows or, or, you know, wants to say anything about, uh, her food or asking like, how does her food actually look? Cause of course I haven't tasted this yet. Uh, <laughs> but this food looks absolutely delicious. I'm Aww, talking like, thank you. every time I see a picture, I'm like, where where could I get this? Why does it look so freaking good? And it like, it really, it blows my mind, blows my mind, every single one of them. And, and you know what, Alethea, you know how to take a picture. I think that that also helps the, the way that the presentation is of your, of your your food on the Instagram. You really know how to take a picture. You have quite a few followers on Instagram right now. And, and clearly it's it's helping um, because uh, or, or clearly it's there because of the fact that you have great food, you have great presentation. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, I can't wait until I can even try this. Uh, I appreciate that. It, I figured uh, we eat with our eyes. Yeah. Because I, I eat with I my do eyes. that for sure. That, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's already weird that I cook food that people don't even understand. You know, what's the oyster mm. mushroom? Like, is it, is it oyster? Is it a mushroom? So it's already, right. <laughs> it's already strange. So I figured if I can make it look appealing to the eye, the mm. questions would die down a little bit because it looks so good that you feel like you have to try it, that you're not really going to ask me questions and you'll just enjoy it because it, yeah. you know, it was beautiful. So, and it's also art to me. You know, I love creating just pretty food because again, the earth produces beauty. So I just put that in food. Well, you clearly have a good heart. And so you can see that it goes into your food as well. So that makes makes perfect sense. Let me ask you though, for the person who, who is like me for, so for many years it was, oh, I can't necessarily, it's hard to lose weight on a on a vegan diet mm-hmm. and and so backstory i went vegan in 2017 um my students were clowning me because <laughs> they're like oh you're you're a vegan now you eat grass blah, blah, yeah. blah all that stuff i was like yo one day i brought them food and and you know they, they were i was eating and they're like yo what is this i'm like yo just eat it vegan mac and cheese and they're like i ain't no vegan mac and cheese <laughs> it doesn't even sound right it doesn't sound right so i was like listen if this tastes good to you 
I'm gonna bring you have to eat the whole thing. That's why I say if you if this tastes good to you, you have to eat the whole thing. And he was like, oh, whatever, blah, 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 I will, I will. It's gonna taste like trash. Uh-huh. He ate it. The next day, he's like, Yo, St. Louis, can you can you bring me some more of that? <laughs> That's how it goes. And I was like, man, it's so real. But but the the truth is, so I did, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to lie. It was a good period of time. I, yeah. I love the whole vegan mindset. It was, it was amazing. Um, I ended up moving to Canada and that that process messed me up. Um, yeah. And I ended up going back. However, I know at some point I want to get back into the, the vegan lifestyle, but it's, it's something that's been just holding me back. However, what do you say to an individual like me in the past um, mm-hmm. and people right now who are saying it's hard to lose weight on a vegan diet, especially with all the carbs that are being eaten? What 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 what, what do you say there? Work out. Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Work out. <laughs> um, so I've gained weight twice uh, since mm. losing my 60 pounds. And, you know, it's crazy because I thought, well, God, I'm eating vegetables, like, and yeah. fruit. like how much weight am I going to gain? But there's a lot of processed stuff that are vegan yes. and, um, you can get sucked into a lot of vegan junk food, junk food yes. that in my opinion is just as unhealthy as any other junk food, but people hear the word vegan and they think that it doesn't matter what it is, it's going to be healthy. So I say to somebody who would like to transition into a vegan or a more plant-based diet, which I try to stick on the more plant-based, which is like, you know, natural fruits and vegetables because Oreos Mm -hmm. are vegan. So I could be like, I'm vegan. I'm eating a pack of Oreos, you know, technically there's no animal products in the making of them. Um, so find balance and work out like you can't have one without the other. Right. You know, as a human, you should work out. So I also am a personal trainer. <laughs> so okay. I would have to tell you that um, I took a break from personal training once COVID uh, started. Yeah, because, fair enough. Yeah, it just got a little crazy. And um, I got Florida, more focused. Florida's wild, too. I don't know what's yeah. going on here right now. <laughs> But. It's crazy here. Um, but uh, and I just wanted to focus more on the food aspect because you also, in the same sense, can work out all you want. I know plenty of people who work out and have amazing bodies and they're very unhealthy. So mm-hmm. I think it's just finding balance um, in the way that you eat. I don't believe carbs are bad. I don't believe any of that stuff is bad. I just believe it's how you intake it. That's mm-hmm. bad. So if you're not finding balance, if you're not, if you're just eating, you know, rice and bread all day, that's just, that is one that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Like <laughs> you just have to think, you know, let me add some fruit in here. Let me add some green vegetables. Let me add some uh, lentils for a protein or some type of legume or bean, just balance. And then portion control in America, um, we're taught to eat a lot and that's a good thing. And we're so uh, accustomed to large portions of food. And we Mm -hmm. think the more we eat, especially in the black and brown community, we think the more we eat, the better, because we're going to get the itis and we're going to go to sleep. And like, it's like a lifestyle. And that's not normal. If you go to any other country, or I mean, if someone from any other country comes to America, the first thing that they say when they see our food is, oh my God, you guys eat a lot of food. So 
portion control is a huge thing that's not being taught to people. Just eat until you're, you're satisfied, not until you're overly stuffed. Like that's not normal. And you should never eat to get tired. The whole point of eating is for energy. So find energetic food, eat food that makes you feel energetic. If something makes you feel sluggish, it's your body's way of telling you you're not supposed to eat that. So I think a lot of people need to become more in tune with themselves instead of trying to, again, focus on, I don't want to eat a lot of this because I'm going to gain weight or whatever. Listen to your body. Your body is literally going to tell you what it likes and it's going to tell you what makes you feel good. And it's going to tell you what you probably should add more of and less of. I love that you said that uh, just because of the fact that for me, um, past few years, I've been really trying to focus on that as well and, mm-hmm. and not overeating, just yeah. eating what I need to eat. Yeah. And, you know, my friends and people will know that boy can eat. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, and so I've been trying to, especially when I was bodybuilding, uh, I mean, definitely when I was bodybuilding, that was portion control was everything. Um, yeah. You know, it's and especially when you try to get on stage, it it definitely changes everything about how you see food. Uh, sure. But but the other thing, too, I'm not going to lie, is that, you know, few I'd say a few weeks before get on stage, it was definitely uh, it felt weird. You know, it wasn't really eating much. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're just eating basically like th- two pieces of asparagus. Some yeah. Chicken and, and maybe some rice. Uh, <laughs> and oh, like, God. But it was just like, you know, afterwards, it made me question, like, do I really want to keep, is this something I really want to keep doing? You yeah, know? it's not sustainable. Uh, no, it's not sustainable at all. And I know it's, it's for competition. For um, sure. And it's a beautiful challenge. And congratulations to you for even challenging yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, it was definitely, like, I loved the fact that I did it the process, everything before, like when I was bulking before the, before I started cutting, I was the strongest I ever was. My coach was amazing, all of that. But, um, it was, it wasn't until after that I I started going vegan and I just like, it really, I felt, I felt great. Yeah. I'm not not gonna lie. I felt great. My mind was good. I felt like I was more energetic. I I was thinking more clearly. It it just, there's a, there's a certain level to it. I, I, um, I, I always agree with the vegan lifestyle. It's just a matter of, of getting it done. I think that's, that's where I'm at at this point. So I think a lot of people want to be perfect at it and mm. there is no perfect for anything. Perfect doesn't exist. We create perfect as humans, but it's not a real thing. So I, I say things that are not popular opinion, but maybe not everybody is supposed to be vegan and that's okay. I'm okay with that. I always tell people just cut back, mm. cut back on the chicken, maybe cut out red meat. Cause I just don't even think that that's good for us. But if you like it, that's on you. Um, but just cut back. So I know a lot of people who would eat chicken like on Mondays or Tuesdays and then the rest of the week, you know, maybe they'll have seafood and just focus on eating again, more plants and fruits and vegetables, but you don't have to just suddenly wake up one morning and you're a vegan and everything is perfect and you're going to eat perfect. You put too much pressure on yourself and you're going to fail. And then you build a very un- unhealthy relationship with food. Mm. You know, Now food's a chore for you. And I, I know you understand that because food was a chore for you when you're doing bodybuilding, you have to weigh Takes your food. And 
Yeah, you know, it's a, it is a science. And again, yeah. I think that that's beautiful because um, that, that's a, a mental challenge. So that shows yeah. that you do have strength, you have mental strength, and that's a wonderful thing. And you have self-control. So you already know that about yourself. Just find that self-control within yourself and now figure out what makes you happy when you eat it and well, eat that. What what we've been doing for sure is, uh, like you said, we've been cutting back on a lot of the things that we eat. And so, you know, I don't, I try not to buy too much meat at the home. Yeah. You know? So, you know, if I do, it's something that I have to typically cook. I don't really, I'm not even going to lie, I don't like cooking meat anymore. <laughs> so, like, it's not something that I do a lot of, but yeah. I still do it here and there. Yeah. But a lot, like I, I would say I still eat my eggs and everything of the sort, but they're, but a lot of our of the meals are, you know, I, I would say for the most part are pretty healthy. You know, um, yeah. it's just a matter of, I think, like you said, it's a matter of balance. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the fact that as a vegan, you're able to also say that it's not, it might not be for everyone. Because yeah. I feel like, I feel like there are a, a lot, lot of vegans in the community who mm-hmm. say that you have, like, if you're not a vegan, you're you're wrong. X Y yeah. And I, it could almost feel like cultish. It's a cult. Exactly. It is. Yeah. And I say that and I don't care. You know, you don't have to like me. I'm not here for everybody to like me and I'm okay with that. But when you start to tell people that they have to be a certain way and this is the only way, that is a cult. <laughs> and I don't think that that is healthy. And that's why a lot of people develop um, eating disorders because mm-hmm. now they feel like if I'm not eating like this, or if I'm not doing this, then I'm not right. And that goes back to what I said, that there is no such thing as perfect. It is what is perfect for you as the individual. Every human being is a single individual. You have to find what works for you. What works for me may not work for you. I tell people I eat twice a day. They think that I'm crazy. I know that there's people who eat six times a day. I think that that's crazy, but that works for them. And two times works for me. So who am I to judge? It's all about finding what makes you happy and sticking to that and doing more of that. Your brain is set up to like save you your brain is there to make sure you don't die. So it likes when you do stuff that makes it happy. Mm. Focus on that. You know, that's dope. That's dope. I've actually been doing the the two days, uh, eating as well. I, and I find that it helps. Um, I love I eat, it. I get a bigger meal around 12 o'clock. That's my first one. Yeah. Around six, six 30. I'm good. Yeah. I'm done. Like I'm good. I, I've been doing the intermittent fasting. So yeah. I drink a lot. And the thing is, I've been drinking a lot more water. And so there you go. And and so when I drink my my water with lemon and, and green tea in the morning, yeah, I got I got my big old jug of water. I'm I'm chill. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a mental thing. We're yeah. trained to think we have to suddenly wake up and eat bacon and eggs and like all these things. And yeah, that's right. actually not very beneficial to you because it's going to slow down the process of the progress that you can make in your day. And I'm all yeah. about utilizing your hours. So why am I going to eat something that's going to slow me down? And if Mm -hmm. I'm not hungry, you got to think you're still burning calories from the meal that you last ate, which is why like they call it breakfast. You're breaking your fat. Exactly. You know, so if like, I don't eat my first meal generally until three, four o'clock in the afternoon, but I also eat dinner at 10 o'clock, maybe nine o'clock at night. So Mm -hmm. when you think about it, like my body needs time 
to break all that down. I do my workout fasted. I go about my life. I do my errands and I drink a gallon of water, like you said. And then when I'm hungry, I eat and I eat until I'm satisfied and I keep it moving two meals. And I'm okay with that. My, again, I'm not dead. So (laughs) I'm not dead and I work out and I haven't injured myself, knock on wood, you know, so it works for me. And again, it may not work for somebody. Somebody may need to wake up and suddenly eat food because they're starving. That's on you and good luck with that. But I do believe in intermittent fasting. I think it's an amazing tool, especially if you're trying to lose weight. And 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 for all those who might not know, uh, she does look great as well. Like, oh. so, <laughs> so she, she knows how to cook very well. She she's <laughs> care of her body. This is and, and it's it's something that clearly works for you. Um, Thank you. I, w- I want to switch gears here for a second, though, um, from moving from the fitness into the mindset of of being an entrepreneur, because I think that it's it's so amazing that you were able to say. How am I going to monetize the thing that I also enjoy? Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the fact that uh, you don't even want to work for anyone anymore. You had mm-hmm. to figure something out. Um, knowing that being an entrepreneur is not easy in any way, shape, or form, and no. also it could it could also cause financial struggles typically in the very beginning. Yeah. So, can you walk us through how you know how that journey was for you? Like how you were able to. Uh, build yourself up to having that lucrative business in order for you to now sustain yourself by yourself? So I think, um, you know, we're in a very interesting time in life because we have social media and we have access to see everything 24 seven. And generally people is including myself show only the highlights of their life. You know, Instagram is a highlight reel. So People have the illusion that you start a business and within the first month you make $10,000 because that's what a lot of people like to say. And they say, you know, they'll sell you the stream, like sign up for this class I'm going to teach you and you're going to make 10K and you're going to do all of this and da, 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 da. And it's life is going to suddenly be a dream. And I, I mean, maybe it is like that in some fantasy world, but in the real world that I live in, you have to sacrifice a lot. So you have to go into this and realize that you're probably not going to have money for a long time. And anytime you do make money, you're going to have to put it right back into your business in order for you to be successful, which means you're not going to go out with your friends on the weekend and you're not going to eat out all the time. And you're probably going to eat very basic foods because that's all you can afford. But you have to know what is important to you. Are you trying to turn your passion into your paycheck or are you just trying to get paid? Because if you're trying to just get paid, there are plenty of people hiring to pay you. <laughs> and if that's just what you want and you don't that's want bad. to work hard, you can go work for somebody. I mean, again, I've worked for people and I really didn't work hard. I didn't. I mean, I got my job done, but either way, I knew I was going to get paid. So it didn't matter to me. But when you work for yourself now, if you don't do anything, guess what? you're not going to get anything. And people don't realize that they, again, they see this fantasy of I'm going to make X, Y, and Z amount of money and don't realize, yeah, okay, if you're going to do that, you're going to have to do X, Y, and Z to get that money. And that comes with a lot of sacrifices. So even to this day, I still struggle. There are times where I do amazing in a week and 
my sales are out the roof and I have orders galore. And then there are also times where it's slower. And that is very depressing because then you start to be like, man, what am I doing wrong? Like it was so good two weeks ago. And you know, you're in like this glorious stage. And like, now I'm like, ah, why am I down here? I'm not making that much money. And it's an emotional roller coaster. It's a financial roller coaster. Nothing is promised. Uh, the grocery stores can close tomorrow. Like, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? It is a huge risk, but because I believe in myself and I believe in what I'm doing, I know that I'll always figure it out. I'll always find a way. And if this is what I'm meant to do, it's going to continue to work. As you start to make more money, you start to get smart. You have to put some away because again, every week may not financially be the same. Every month may not financially be the same. Every quarter may not financially be the same. So you start to learn how to prepare for anything. <laughs> because nothing is promised for an entrepreneur. But you also have the freedom to literally do anything. So I can have an idea and I can say, boom, like right now I'm working on a cookbook. That is something that one, I know is going to help people because I'm not about making money. And if you want to make money and that's your sole purpose of being an entrepreneur, it's going to get really old really fast. So you have to have a mission. You have to have a purpose. You have to have something that is driving you every day to wake up and do crazy things to make maybe $5, like 20 hours of work <laughs> for like a very small payoff. But because there's a purpose behind that and there's something that's driving you, you're going to continue to do it. And obviously you're going to grow and you're going to make however much you want to make because that's totally up to you. Um, I've said like a lot of stuff, so hopefully I'm making sense. No, but, um, <laughs> you are for sure, for sure. I, I'm just very passionate about this because people think I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to be rich. And it's like, right. yeah, you're not. You're going to work a hell of a lot of hours and you're barely going to make money. The first, it could be the first five years. It could be the first 10 years. It, mm. it, it, there is no time limit on when suddenly everything is going to be amazing. But when it gets amazing, I promise you, it is so worth all the sacrifices that you make because you have the freedom and the luxury to live life on your terms. Mm. And the vegan entrepreneur isn't for everybody. Just like it's I not. said about veganism, it is not for everybody. There are people who just need to work a job and there's nothing wrong with working a job. There's nothing wrong with a nine to five. There's nothing wrong with going to college and becoming whatever it is. That's fine. It goes back to what I said. You have to find what works for you. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, entrepreneurs just don't do anything all day and they make money. And that seems like a dream life because on Instagram, that's what you see. Nice cars and people are buying a house every day and like all these things. And you don't realize what goes on behind the scenes. So I I agree with you 100 percent. It's uh, it's it, there's a lot that has to deal with being an entrepreneur a yeah. lot of money that you put into it a lot um you know also your your time as as much as people will say i'm trying to free up my time typically um an entrepreneur will put in more time than a person who's a 9 to oh, 5 for sure. for however sure. it's it's in it's in hopes and and the future yeah that, that you will have that freedom in the exactly wrong so you don't have to live a nine to five um from the age of 25 to 75 right you know? and so I, and and i'm not 
once again, like you said, I mean, everyone has to choose whatever path that they that they would like to choose. Absolutely, um, yeah. You know, there are entrepreneurs. There are people who build their own businesses. There are mm-hmm. people who are um, who are employees as well. And, and you yeah. know what? You you have to choose what's what you want at the end of right. the day. You for do. me, yeah. For me, it's it's like I, I'm gearing towards that entrepreneurial life, mm-hmm. uh, but. It, but at the end of the day, you know, you have to know what is it is is helping you, what is building you. Uh, also, right now, you have to look at at all the the risks and the factors, yeah. and, and and be willing to take those decisions every single day. So, yeah, you're 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 right. It's not it's not easy at all. No, uh, it but it's, but it's definitely something that I I, I believe is worth it. Definitely worth it. I believe well. it is too. I saw this post that I actually I want to I want to find it so I can um, read it to you. And there is there is a, a major benefit for people becoming an entrepreneur, but again, it isn't for everybody because not everybody has the mental strength that you're going to need to live this life because it is hard. It is extremely hard, um, okay. and you're going to be questioning yourself all the time. That's you're going to be saying, "Is uh, am I good enough? Is what I'm doing good enough? Does anybody even care? Is this working? Oh my god, it's not working!" And then you'll wake up, and then suddenly something worked, and you're like, "Oh my god, it's working!" And then it will like there's this chart, the, like the, the day in an entrepreneur, and you're like, That's "I have this idea, you know, it sucks. I suck." And then like someone says you're good, and you're like, "I'm good," and then you suck again. So you have to have the mental strength um mm. to 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 stay in this lifestyle so this post i saw it says a job pays the bills investing and owning businesses builds wealth and mm. that's like a point that i try to drive to people are you trying to build wealth are you trying to leave a legacy what are you trying to do with your life if you're just trying to live and be here and pay bills and show up every day and not knocking it. But if that's what you want to do and you're comfortable in that lifestyle, continue on with that. But if you're trying to build a legacy, if you're trying to leave something here, if you're trying to be remembered after you die versus no one knew that you even existed on this planet and you want to leave something for the generations coming behind you, then entrepreneurship is the way the way yeah. it is the way that you're going to leave something for your generation and you're going to build a name for yourself for your family entrepreneurship but you know what though you you made a comment there about the the investing right mm-hmm. anyone anyone could invest yeah you you could be working a nine to five you could invest you you yeah. could be doing you're an entrepreneur invest you've built your you're self-made invest whatever Absolutely. it is you should always be investing always because that's that's something that that uh i think they said what 20 percent of americans uh or less than that or uh, have yeah 20 percent of, of americans or less than that have all shares of the stock market and yeah. and it's just like, come on, man. Hey, we we have to be able to 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 know. Even even if you're an employee, no matter what mm-hmm. the case is, you should still be investing because absolutely. those investments will help you, your family, in the uh, future. In the future, absolutely. So <laughs> right. it's, it those are those are keys anyway. No matter no matter who, no matter what you're working with, even a hundred dollars. And and we're gonna be doing a episode on equity crowdfunding. Uh, yeah. because not too many people know about this beautiful thing called equity crowdfunding that has definitely revolutionized the way that that uh that we're 
able to invest into startup companies. But it's definitely something I want to I want to focus on here as well throughout on our podcast. Yeah, um, but but you're absolutely it's right. Something with that, that it, we're never taught. We're never taught. No. Hey, you have this money. Hey, you like this company. Hey, you go to Starbucks every day. You spend six dollars on a coffee. Why wouldn't you spend that same six dollars into Starbucks shares? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you go online every day and you shop on this website or you talk about this person's stuff. Why would you not invest into something that you already are investing into without even investing into it? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And a lot of people don't, like you said, the percentage of people that invest their money um, is very small. Again, if you're going to just be living off of one source of income. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. I would rather be the risk taker and try to find several sources of income because I know that there's always going to be some way that I'm going to have money. And they always say what separates the uh, wealthy person from, you know, the not so wealthy person is that person that's wealthy has six, seven, eight, nine, ten ways that they're making money versus one check that you're depending on once a week or every other week. Huge difference. Yeah. And yeah. even if you, like you said, even if you're working a nine to five, okay, so you could still invest yeah. money. <laughs> I worked a nine to five and I spent like five of those hours on my phone doing stuff that wasn't my job. And I know a lot of people who work nine to five, you're not just nine to five. I mean, unless you're, you know, a doctor or something else like that. But for the average person, you do have time, even when you're at work. I'm just saying, look at the stock market real quick. Look at learn, learn trading. Like it is, it's just like, hello. Duh. It's true. Who doesn't like extra money randomly? That's <laughs> <laughs> like, it, You know, I just feel like the way that you're headed in life, it, it, it's a very well-rounded way. Um, you, you're very in tune with your, with who you are. Um, yeah. you've, you, you're taking care of your body. You are, you know, looking to, to build this, this generational wealth as well. And, and you once again, you're leaving something for your, your child, yeah. um, for your, for, and not just for your child or your generations, but for right. the world, exactly. you're literally helping and impacting people when you when you made that statement that uh you know the the women are not looking at uh ways in which they can work out or you know think about the way that they're make uh you know making uh food choices and yeah and they're now you know asking questions about you know what types of food should i be eating just because they were able to eat something from yours that changed their whole perspective on life because i think that was another thing that people thought that when you eat vegan you mm-hmm. eat trash like it's just carrots um yeah, they think, grass yeah. and ice you know yeah <laughs> like, exactly so, ice if you're lucky <laughs> right and so yeah to help to the mere fact that you're you're helping to change the minds of individuals and and helping them to see something differently changing their their lifestyle giving them something better for themselves i think that it's is great it's admirable and um it is the Thank essence you. of what we try to teach here on madcasters um, you made a difference in your life. You changed the way you thought. You changed the way that you eat. You changed the way that you uh, saw your world. And because yeah. of that, you ended up 
helping and changing other people as well. And so if we want to see the change, we have to be the change. And I love Absolutely. the fact that you're embodying that. Absolutely. Um, you just said something so key and so pivotal. You can change your reality at any second. You're not stuck. Nobody's stuck. And a lot of people, they don't understand that. They feel that they're stuck in a reality. But you have to realize also, if you're an adult and you have independence, you right. created that reality for yourself. Whether it be a good reality or a bad reality, you did stuff in order to get yourself to where you are, which means you can do stuff to get yourself to a different point, a different mm. version of you. If you told 18-year-old me that 33-year-old me would enjoy salads, I would have been like, ew, that's disgusting. I don't even know what that is. What? I just wouldn't have believed it because 18-year-old me loved McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Say I'm still Alethea, but I've created a different reality for yeah. myself and I will continue to create a different reality for myself. I don't want to be in 10 years, the same Alethea. I want to be a elevated Alethea. I want to yeah. have more, do more, see more, experience more, stop staying stuck into a paradigm. Mm. You have to give yourself the freedom and the ability and the flexibility to grow and explore life and explore yourself. Like, I think that is life. And I think a lot of people are stuck on paradigms. They think they have to be a certain way. And that's why I say nothing about me is traditional. Nothing that I do is traditional. I don't even operate my business traditionally. I don't have a website. I don't, I've never made a business card. I've never done all of these things that people say you have to do. Yet people find me. Mm. <laughs> I have no idea how they find me. They find me and my business has continued to grow. So just because someone says this is how you're supposed to be and this is how life is supposed to be done doesn't mean that that's what's supposed to be for you. Figure it out for yourself and elevate from there. And once again, people, this is not someone who <laughs> is is not doing well for herself. <laughs> so uh, I, think, I think this is, this is great. Uh, I love your mindset. And overall, definitely looking to have you on the show again and um, possibly we'll talk about some more um, things, maybe spiritually, because I know you're, you're into yes. certain things in that way. And yeah. you and I actually might have differing opinions with some of those things. I but love that. Day, yeah. Um, we'd love to have a conversation with that as well. So. Thank you so much, Alethea, for coming on to our podcast. Thank you so much for, yeah. for bringing your wisdom, um, your expertise, your journey, and sharing with us how you've changed yourself in order to change the world. I think Thank it's you. amazing. I think uh, keep doing what you're doing. Be careful out there in Florida. Florida is its own country. Florida is not even America. It's just a different country here. <laughs> We thank you so much for coming on to Madcasters, and uh, we appreciate you bringing all that you have to our show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Madcasters. Please remember, do what you were called to bring into this world. Find a way to make a difference in your life and in someone else's life today, even if that's just one thing. Follow us on Instagram. Don't forget to leave a rating and review and become a Patreon supporter. Tune in next Thursday as we continue to grow and inspire because this is the launch pad for you to go mad.